Hello and welcome back to another episode of Uncaged, the official podcast of BA Tiger Sports. I'm Director of AeroVision Greg Spencer, alongside my co-host for this week, Executive Director of Athletics Steve Dunn. Dunn, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Coach. Thanks for uh, having us on again for another episode. Excited to be here. Why don't you tell us who we have as our guest today? So we have our head men's and women's basketball coaches, head coach Bo Wallace uh, in his ninth year as the head basketball coach. Um, and Shane Coffey, who is in year one as the head women's coach here at BA. So excited to have these guys on. And, and I did call you coach, uh, son of a coach. And so when you hear Coach former, Spencer. Former coach as well, former about, coach, about 10 years. So. When you hear Coach Spencer, you probably turned and looked for your dad. But it's <laughs> no, you are the coach in the room. So I, I still get it time to time from former players that just, it's just like they just, that's what they're used to calling you. So it, it's all good. Uh, let's start. Let's we've got we've got some questions for you guys, but you both played last night, Coach Coffee. Let's start with you. Uh, you guys played your first game, big win at Muskogee, sixty-two to thirty-five. Talk a little bit about the win and and what surprised you most about your team last night that maybe you didn't know going in ahead of time. Absolutely, our team last night won sixty-two thirty-five. Um, we started a little slow. You know, I, you could tell early in the game that we were a little bit on on the edge, you know, just those first game jitters for about the first three and a half, four minutes. But once we kind of started getting into the flow of the game, we, we really started kind of executing our, our game plan and was did it a very did it a very good job at it as well. So um, it's one of those things that I'm just glad to get that first game out of the way when it was all said and done. I mean, to be able to win by 27 on the road in a hostile environment at Muskogee was great, you know, and our team has got a big week this week. We've got Three more games coming up here uh, starting on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, and uh, so we've got to hit the ground running and, and get prepared for that next opponent. Coach Wallace, what about you guys? You guys have – you've got – you played two games in two game two games in two days now. Uh, what is What was it like to have to, you know, come off that big win Monday against Webster, but then the quick turnaround and know that you had to – you were going to have a tougher challenge, get those kids prepared, but uh, – have them understand that, you know, we don't know a lot about this team, but we know the level's going to go up. Well, I think you, you said it right. I mean, back-to-back games are tough anyway, uh, but just, just trying to get our kids to understand because we're still young, youth-wise, youth, youth wise, as far as kids that had playing time, even though we have a lot of kids in the program, but actually got to play in the game. So just trying to get them to understand how tough it is to go to Muskogee and win that game. Um and I think I, w- I was pretty pleased that they found a way to win, even though, you know, we started off 8-0, they call a quick timeout, and then they just kind of chip away. Um, and it's a it's a chippy game, especially in the men's, where there's a lot of hands, there's a lot of lot of reaching, a lot of stuff that, that uh, doesn't always get called, and you've got to play through some of that adversity and some bad calls. And, you know, then we got kids that got in foul trouble and so had to sit early. Uh, but, you know, I was I was really happy with how they – they fought back and found a way. And then, you know, to look at it and say, we got 27 free throws. And I was talking to someone about that today and said, you know, man, they called a lot. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot that probably don't get called if, if you have that many. But our kids shot 25 for 27 from the free throw line. And that's one of the things that we've harped on quite a bit. So um, just to see those kids kind of grow up and talk about championship teams find a way to win. And for us to do that was was pleasing. You touched on this a little bit in your comments there at the beginning, but you guys are a little bit young. You basically have two starters back. Um, so there is some inexperience, but at the same time, there's high expectations because you're ranked number two in 6A. So what is that balance like as a coach, knowing that you know these kids probably read the clippings a little bit and see that they've, they've got these expectations, but you got to balance that because they really haven't done anything yet. 
Right, and and I, I told the kids this this year. As I said, normally I don't even comment about the rankings ever. I said this year, let's embrace it. Let's stay at number two. Let's get to number one, and just understand when you walk into a gym, you're everybody's you're everybody's target. I mean, they're they are they are coming at us, and so these kids, some of them, like you said, getting thrown in the fire. And even though we've got Braden Johnson, that's a senior that starts for us, he didn't play for us last year, and so we're playing a lot of guys that. Um, didn't get a lot of that, but you know, it, it was it was good to see them them kind of bounce back from that. It was good, man, and and I'll tell you the former defensive coach and me kind of loves seeing an official that lets the guys play a little bit, and uh, I'll take that all all night. In fact, we've had some games, you know, at middle school level where we've had an official not show up, and I've had to throw Fox Forty <laughs> whistle on and and call those games. And I'm telling you, when I'm when I'm in that position, there aren't many fouls called. Uh, no walking calls. I mean, we're going to go play and compete. But uh, I was proud of these guys. I was proud of our kids. You know, um, like you say, you go into a hostile environment. You don't have a lot of film. It's, you know, early in the season. Uh, your scouting reports are pretty quick. And so you focus more on you than them. And, and again, I'll take that all day. You know, if, if, if the focus has to be on us versus an opponent, I think you feel more comfortable and confident as a coach going into it. And, and in any sport um, – uh, at, at this level, when you're competing at Broken Arrow, um, at the beginning of any game, there's going to be that, that early onset of, of energy and enthusiasm. And there's no team um, that is preparing to lose. Uh, they all expect to win. They're all going to show up. And, and uh, they're going to elevate and celebrate after routine plays. And, and momentum is going to be um, a big factor early on. And it's just surviving that early three, four minutes, getting into a rhythm, um, treating the highs and the lows very similar and just focusing on the process and every possession. And, and so just proud of our kids, proud of our coaches. It was a fun night last night. Coach Coffey, back to you for a bit. Uh, we learned, you know, I know I learned personally uh, back at your press conference when you were introduced as head coach last spring, uh, just family's obviously an, an important factor. You both, and you, you take that on the court as well. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and talk about your family some. Yeah, of course. Um, not a lot of people know this, but I grew up in a small rural community, Okarchi, Oklahoma, just northwest of Oklahoma City. Uh, Okarchi is known for a few things. They're known for farming, ranching. My, my father's a rancher, so I spent a lot of time on the ranch growing up. But they're known for that. They're known for basketball, and they're known for Aishin's chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> so that right there has been the epitome of my life. But as you said before, family means everything to me. And having that opportunity to be able to grow up in a small community and be part of so many different uh, aspects of school, whether it was basketball, baseball, whether it was involved in student government, I think it helped me as an individual become more well-rounded as a young leader uh, and put me in a position where I could grow you know, and be successful as I got into my career as a coach. Who were some of those guys, Coach Coffey, um, early on uh, that you might have played for? Um, coached for, just some of those early influences. And I would say, I, I love this, this little exercise, but one word. You know, what's one word about those influences uh, that, that would sum them up that you've tried to take with you? Yeah. You know, my, my dad, I'm going to start with my father. You know, work ethic. You know, that, that, young, that man has taught me so much in, in who I am and, and how I approach day to day. You know, I mean, he has been somebody that's always told me that you can never be too high. You can never be too low. You've got to be ready to, to take on anything that you are given. And some days it's not always going to work out, but you got to keep your head up and you got to keep plugging. And I feel like that right there has helped me as a coach, number one. 
but other particular coaches, my high school coach, Tom Arms, um, I was a, a true understanding of a young point guard, you know, growing up, and he really pushed me, you know, to, to maximize my potential as a basketball player. Um, having the opportunity to work with a very passionate coach, and uh, Coach Wegstein, uh, right out of college, was was instrumental in my growth as a basketball coach. And the guy that has probably had the most impact on myself is Mike Delagarza, legendary coach here in Oklahoma. Um, and the word I would describe him as is passionate. You know, I had the opportunity to visit with him just this weekend. I was out scouting uh, Evan Memorial up in North Game, and uh, he runs into me and he's like, "Coach, you got to get over here." And I'm like. Most definitely. If he says to come, I'm coming over. And it was great to catch up with him, but he's so passionate about not just his kids and basketball, but just life in general. And he wants to know, obviously, what's going on in my family and our team. And, you know, he's going to be one of our number one cheerleaders this year. That's awesome, man. And I know, like, that that we're all – we all kind of view ourselves still as that 16-, 17-year-old guy, you know, when we, we revere our coaches – um, I've told you guys all the time in staff meetings that my heroes have always been coaches. You know, my first being my dad, he was a coach. And, and then, you know, I look at the people in my life that had the most influence on me outside of my parents, it was my coaches. And then to view ourselves that way is bizarre, you know, that, that you know, in 20, 30 years, people will be saying that about us. It's, it's a great responsibility. But I love asking a question, man, because um, uh, I think we can all resonate with the Coach De La Garza's and, and – and the dads and, and the former coaches that we all have, man. Coach, you're a longtime high school head coach, but you're mo- most recently coming back from the D1 level. Talk a little bit about your time at Tulsa and what are some things that helped you, you know, in your time there that now maybe makes you feel like you're going to be a better high school coach this time around? Absolutely. You know, um, I, I spent, should say even better high school even coach. Even better high school coach. <laughs> um, being in Edmond for 17 years, was it's a, a sincere place in my heart, you know, to begin with. And, and I, was, I learned a lot from a lot of different people. But one of the biggest things that I learned that I felt was really, really important was relationships. And you've got to be able to get young women, you know, to buy into a system. And how else do you do that? You, they've got to know who you are as an individual, too. And when that happens, then you're going to be able to eventually build on that to have success. When I went to the University of Tulsa, and we had a lot of success, had a lot of great things. We went to the NCAA tournament, WNIT, won a conference championship. But I always held true that, that relationships were there. And what was great about it was I was able to kind of network that relationship mentality into recruiting. And that recruiting is what eventually obviously got our players in to be able to play for us. And, and we were able to win those that championship and get to the NCAA tournament and whatnot. But I feel like – by being there the last 10 years and, and using those relationships, you know, practicing that on the daily with our players, it's going to do nothing but even enhance it more here at Broken Arrow. And, and I already see some great positive vibes that are coming about because of that right now. So I just want to continue to build on that relationship factor right now and, and build that, that foundation that we need for success within our program. Coach Wallace, you played for the 1997 state championship team. Coach John Phillips. Uh, you often see him in the stands still coming to your games. Talk a little bit about that relationship and kind of how, how do you rely on him sometimes just to kind of have an, an ear and, and know that he's still a, a Tiger? Well, matter of fact, I talked to him last night. You know, he's always sending me a scouting report. He asked me the other day if I could if he could go out and scout somebody. So he went and looked at, a, I think, the Bartlesville, Bartlesville Bixby game, I want to say. Jinx. Jinx. Bartlesville yeah. Jinx, that's right. And so – um, 
he's come to practice. We talk a lot. We go golfing together. I'm not very good. He tries to teach me at teach me on the course, and I'm like, Coach, I'm just coming out here just to be with you. And I, I think one of the things Coach Coffey said is relationships matter. And, you know, that's the one thing that, that I will always remember about Coach Phillips is, I mean, he was tough on us. He didn't he he didn't let us slide on anything, and he built relationships by by doing the things that he knew how to do, and, and just understanding us as as people, and letting us into his world a little bit without going over the top with it. So um, I'll always be grateful for what he has done and how much he has helped me um, on and off the court, and continue to continues to do right now. And, you know, Coach Phillips, I can attest, he was at the opener at home with, with Tulsa Webster, and I looked over, and uh, he had the roster out. He had a pin, and, and uh, you know, it, it's – you're never not a coach, you know. So so even in that, he probably can't even enjoy a game as a fan. He probably is the worst fan, in fact, there is. Um, he's a coach, and, and he sees the game from that way. And, and, again, it goes back to, you know, like I said, man, they're never not your coach. Our heroes are our heroes are our coaches, and spending time with them, uh, whether you're, you know, slicing one on number nine or, or um, or, or sitting in a, a dark film room watching tape, uh, uh, that's what it's really all about, man. That's why we do what we do. So, Coach Wallace, looking back at last season, um, talk about you know that trip to the state tournament, um, how you were able to kind of use the way we ended last season uh, as a springboard, uh, launching back into this year and with two games under your belt. Were you able to uh, to see how you took some things into the off season and worked on some things that uh, are paying off early? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, I mean those guys last year were just tough kids. Uh, we went through a lot of different things with COVID and missing games and and all that. And and I thought last year across the board, whether you looked at NBA teams to college teams to high school, the older groups won. Um, and and I'm so thankful for those guys and their leadership and how they how they handed that torch down to the other guys. Um, and then moving to this year, uh, I, I think for our team to just see how much leadership those guys gave and watch Aaron as he starts to become a leader for our team and, and trickle down to other kids in our program is what it's about. Um, the state tournament, you know, our our goal every year is to get there, you know, and then – you know, you've got to be good and you've got to be a little bit lucky when you get to the state tournament. I, you know, I understand that as a coach, but that's our goal every year. And these kids have bought into that, um, you know, just coming off of last year. And I, and I remember telling them, you know, Aaron and Anthony, especially just saying, hey, I want you to remember this feeling uh, because you had a chance, you know, you're there right in the, right in the mix of that game um, and just came up a little short. So just kind of, I always try to remind them sometimes I'll put that score up from last year just on the scoreboard and they'll walk into the gym just to add that motivation. But our kids, our younger kids, our, our, our sophomores that are in the program that aren't suiting up varsity, they understand our goal is get to the state tournament. And and the way that we do that is one game at a time. And right now we're 2-0, and fortunately. Uh, we played really well the first game. Second game, we didn't play as well as I thought we should have, but found a way to win. So um, that's just our goal to, to continue to get there. And, you know, you said leadership, and I would say one word uh, that you've used often since last year was leadership and, and talking about guys, guys like Aaron and Anthony and, and just the growth that you've seen this offseason. And, um, and I think that that's what, uh, what they'll bring to the table even after a game like last night is nobody's going to be more critical of their performance or their, their, their performance as a team as them. 
And that those self-coached teams, those are the ones that, that do something special at the end of the year. And so that comes from leadership. And you said the word toughness. And, and I've told a lot of people this about, about our community. Broken Arrow is a tough community. And, and the word toughness resonates with our kids. They respond to it. They believe it. Uh, their parents are tough. It's a blue-collar community. And, um, and I love hearing uh, when our coaches leverage that because it is a strength of, of, of our community. It's a strength of our kids. And, um, and I believe uh, what you say there. It's important. Well, and, Coach, one other thing that you kind of hit on is Aaron and, and Braden are two senior point guards. You know, they came up to me after the game and said, Coach, it's our fault that we didn't play better. Um, and so just going to that, just having that leadership of understanding that they have to be the calming factor for some of these young guys that haven't been in the mix of that um, was huge for me as a coach to because I always want a player-led team. And, and right now I feel like we have that and we're doing, those kids are doing a good job of that. And that's the speed of trust. I mean, uh, it takes a lot of vulnerability and trust for, for, a, for a kid who – all they want to do is please us, right? They want to please their coach. And it takes vulnerability to be able to say, Coach, that one's on me. Um, and, and they wouldn't do that if you hadn't built that trust with them. Absolutely. Speaking of Aaron, talking about Monday night's game, he did something after the game that I've never, in my seven-plus years being here, I've never had a kid done before. But he actually came up to where we were, the AeroVision crew was all tearing down our stuff. And he personally went up and thanked everyone, the students and the adults that were part of the broadcast. And I just, I, I mentioned that just because that's a sign of maturity right there of a kid that he gets that there's a lot of people involved in a lot of areas and he, he just wanted to say thanks. I thought that was pretty cool. He's, he's one of the few, and I, I tell people all the time, he's one of the few that if he dated my daughter, I'd be okay. Like <laughs> the, uh, of all the kids that I've ever coached, he's one of the few that I, I would say that about. And he's, I mean, He's just a leader, leader on and off the court. Um, I tell this story. I've told this story before. Um, he got a scholarship offer from a school that came in to watch another player. He got an offer because of how he led practice. I mean, that's he said, Coach, I, could, I came to watch this kid, but I couldn't stop watching him because of how he communicated and got everybody where it's supposed to be. So, I mean, I'm just fortunate. I, I'm going to miss him next year, but I'm going to enjoy him this year. Right. And I'm going to say this too real quick. Aaron was one of the very first men's players that came to introduce himself to me. And we've already developed a relationship. And every day, it's every day he comes by, fist bumps me, talks to me, asks me questions about what's going on with the women's program. What do, what do I see with their practices on the men's side that maybe we can do better? That, that right there is a testament of what type of young man he really is. Yeah, I mean, that's that sounds like him recognizing, hey, you know, here's a guy, he's a D1 coach, first-year coach coming in here. There's something I can learn from. You know, you always want to look for people that you can learn stuff from. Uh, but bringing that up leads me to a question I didn't have on my list, but, you know, talk a little bit about the – you guys haven't worked together too long yet, but obviously – you know, if, if you're not a coach and you don't understand, the men's and women's basketball programs have to work very close together. And it's not always the greatest relationships between the coaches. You know, you have to worry about court time, practice time, and, and coordinate schedules. Talk a little bit about your guys' relationship and, and, and how you guys have bonded so far. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I'm really happy to have Coach Coffee here. Um, it, it's been just easy to work with. And I, and I think as a, as coaches on both sides, we just want somebody that's, that gets it, that wants to work just as hard as you do and wants the same goal at the end of the day. And, you know, I couldn't be more pleased with, with our hire of, of getting him and being able to just to 
be around him and pick his brain. Um, and and you said it as well. Is my thing is is we can always learn from someone. Um, just like I told our team, like we can learn from wins, we can learn from losses. Uh, but you know, I sit in there. You'd rather learn from the wins, right? A- absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I, I sit there and Coach Coffee and I we we chop it up about different things and and hey, what about this and what about that and we've already stolen plays and 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 I'll tell you this is I've always been one of those guys that like I don't want to run the same play the girls are running like you get to games and both teams are running the same plays like man but <laughs> but you know there's there's obviously some things that that I have talked to him about that I'm grabbing and there's some things that he's grabbed from us cuz I'm looking at one of his things the other day and I was like that looks like our play trojan he's like yeah I was talking to coach Hump about that and <laughs> and so they he changed kind of how he wants to run it but it's the same concept at the end of the day so for me it's been really great to have him around yeah and for myself I've been really blessed uh in my tenure as a coach with the men's coaches that I've worked with, you know, um, from Rob Hunt uh, at Eva Memorial to Shane Cower, uh, who Bo knows really, really well um, at the collegiate level, uh, working with Danny Manning, and he was big time. Um, you know, Frank Haith, you know, is another guy that was really, really good to work with. But like Bo said, you know, I what I've enjoyed so much about our relationship is the fact that he wants the same thing that I want. We want, we want excellence. We want to be able to be the very best that we can be night in and night out. And we know that takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of commitment. And um, we understand that, hey, we, we've got to work together. You know, I mean, we, we deal with a lot of things when it comes to having space for a gym. We even had a practice early in the year because of a conflict that came up where we were in the ox gym together. And it was the loudest practice I think both of us have had all year, but it was great. You know, and that just shows you the camaraderie that we're developing and as he was saying, I mean, I'm open book, you know, to him. Any day that he wants to come to me and ask questions, uh, I'm there for him. And I really think he's the same way for me. And I feel like we're developing a long-lasting friendship. And I can attest to that, you know, um, when when uh, when we were courting Coach Coffey um, early on in the process. And, um, you know, we went after him. Uh, he wasn't on um, Internet message boards trying to find a – uh, a high school girls basketball coaching position really could have gone anywhere in the country um, at that point in the year. Um, but uh, thankfully he picked up his phone and met us for coffee. But, uh, but uh, uh, at some point, you know, in that process, uh, we, we, we thought of a time where we could bring coach coffee over and, and let him see the facilities and, and show him around campus. And at this point, you know, no decision uh, had been made. Um, and we, we thought of a time that would be after school hours and, and, you know, we could be, you know, top secretive. That's kind of something that's important to us and respecting, you know, the privacy of the, of the, um, of the process, you know, for everybody involved. And so we get to the field house and I should have known Bo was up there working. Um, and, you know, we're walking downstairs in the field house and I see a little groundhog, you know, head sticks out of an, of an office and, you know, get the get the the affirmation. You know, from Coach Wallace, the thumbs up, and and he couldn't help himself. I think he actually came out and talked to to Coach. And so for me, I mean, as the athletic director, um, I knew then that it was that was only going to be a positive and a and and who we put in front of our young people is um it's so very important because, like I said, I mean, the impact that we have on them is huge. It's immense, and so um, and I'll just echo that um, the collegiality I've seen. Um, the mutual respect, and then and then out of that, organically grows a, just a true relationship, a friendship, a bond, a brotherhood, and and that you can't fake that. That that happens in time, and it comes through just um, cutting your teeth together. 
and uh, being there for each other, being consistent. And, and it's something we love to see in all of our sports, man. I hope that that's one culture that we do have is that we're all pulling on the same rope. You know, we're rowing the same boat. Let's, uh, let's talk about some kids here. We'll start with you, Coach Coffey. Um, who are some girls that we need to be on the lookout for? Who played well last night, and who do you expect to, to really contribute as the year goes on? You know, I, I'm just so excited to, to be able to work with these girls, first of all. Um, they've come in hungry. You know, they, they have been very coachable. Uh, they've had just kind of just a, a sense of urgency of wanting to get better. And as a coach, you want that. You know, and you want to see that every day. Any time that you see your players getting a little stale in practice, then you know you've got to change. You know, and but our kids throughout all of preseason, leading up to the season, have been very impactful. You know, on, on the daily. But I'm going to start with Talia Jones. Uh, she's a senior. She just committed and signed actually to the University of Texas Arlington. Uh, kid is a, a unbelievable player. She can score at all three levels. Uh, last night, she didn't really get a lot within our offense. Um, but they were pulling her hair, they were pulling on her jersey, I mean, doing a lot of different things, but that didn't keep her away from finding a way to go score. Uh, she got to the rim several times, was able to hit a three, but she's known as a shooter uh, in the collegiate world, and we know that that's what she's going to be able to do, and she's going to be able to provide a big punch to us on the offensive side, uh, along with her length you know, on the defensive side too. We also have um, a freshman that has got a lot of hype, you know, has uh, got several Division One offers at this point. Mackenzie Mathern, she's about a 5'10 point guard. I, I really consider her a combo guard. She can shoot. She can put the ball on the floor. She, too, has the capability of being able to, to score at all three levels. You know, but as a freshman, you know, we're going to have those nights that were really, really good. We're going to have those nights that we're going to learn a little bit. You know, so that's something that I know she's going to be prepared for. And as a coaching staff, we're going to make sure we're, she's lined out in the right way. Tania Howard is a junior. Last night, uh, she had a double-double. Uh, she had 10 points, 13 boards. I told her last night after the game, I'm like, listen, you could have 20 points and 13 boards last night if you could have just connected on some simple layups. And, and so much of it was the, the anxious side of her starting a game. You know, I mean, we missed a lot of little gimmies early. And uh, she was a big part of it and pulled her out, talked to her, put her back in, and all of a sudden, she was fine. She played with a purpose. Um, I've, I look at Grace Pippett. You know, it does a really good job for us, fills a role. She's going to be a shooter and a rebounder for us. Anissa Herrera is a senior. She's a bulldog. Uh, she's the girl that's going to kind of set the tone for us on the defensive side of the ball. She's going to take charges. She's going to bring energy every day. And another young lady that I really want to uh, point out to you real quick is a sophomore, Hallie Kitchen. Uh, this young lady last night was a spark for us to get our game started. We were struggling to score. And uh, we put her in the ball game. She just – sunk a big three I just it wasn't even anything to her and the next thing you know the very next possession she drives and gets a kickoff to Tania to get her game going I, I immediately told her that was the way to get it done for us you know and in the locker room we were hitting her up on that after the game saying you were that transition that we needed you know to get our game going in the right level so those are some key players that I think are really going to be impactful impactful for us this year yeah they they, they certainly were um young girl Taryn uh plays probably in her first varsity game ever and uh, had some big stops defensively, had a few putbacks. And um, April, you know, April Van Jet, you know, another one that's coming back this year that that played well. I thought what was cool, I think we had 10 jerseys in a rotation. We did. That's big. I mean, sure. uh, and, of course, you're trying to find those, uh, um, you know, the best matchups and and just the best chemistry of, of, of what girls need to be on the floor together and and, and just trying to, to match their skills. And, and 
I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was awesome to see that many, many girls get involved and, and, um, probably my takeaway, just, just, just watching our, our bench was so involved. They were so involved the entire game. They were so excited for each other. Uh, they provide a lot of energy. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we've talked a lot about is, you know, whether you're on the floor, you're on the bench, we're part of a common goal and as to get that W and that energy needs to be provided by our, our bench on the daily. And, one of our very first scrimmages of the year, we literally had a camera just filming our bench to see what we could learn from each other. And uh, they noticed that some of us would sit, you know, and not be engaged and whatnot. But we've learned through that process. And I feel like we're going in the right direction for sure. It's huge. And that intentionality, you know, you feed what you want to grow. Sorry. So if if, uh, if if you want to see a bench that's energetic and enthusiastic and you put – put a camera on them and you have them sit down and watch it like it's a, like a game or a practice. Um, you feed what you want to grow. And again, they want to please us and, and every kid has a role, you know? And so, um, you know, when they're coming off the floor at a timeout or a, a, a quarter break, or, um, there's a, a potential swing and momentum, they're looking at the bench to see how they're reacting. And that's largely going to be how they respond. So, uh, I love it. Sudden change. I love it. Uh, Bo, you talk, we, we talked about Aaron. We gave him some shout outs. Uh, everybody knows about Anthony Allen and one of the top returning players in the state, but talk, talk to us about what, how has he grown and then mention a few other guys for us. Uh, Anthony, I think the biggest thing is just his work ethic, just watching him want to get in the gym. I mean, there was one day on, over the, on a weekend and he's like, coach, can I get in the gym? And I said, yeah, I'll be up there for a couple hours. Like, is that all I can stay? And you know, (laughs) and it's, it's one of those things is for me, as a coach, I'm like, well, this guy wants to stay here four or five hours. And he did. I mean, he stayed there forever. And it was one of the things that I just kind of screenshotted and sent it to a couple of college coaches that were looking at him. And they were like, that's big time, coach. But Anthony, you know, he's he's the guy that, that gets us going. He's going to get it going defensively. Um, I think Monday night he, he kind of hurt his elbow just trying to tear the rim off. Yeah, we, we noticed that on yeah. that clip we put out. And, and he was shaking the hand. So, so, he, so he sends me a text the, the next day and says, Coach, my elbow's hurt. Rub some dirt on it. We got to go you tonight, you know. And so he was a little bit frustrated with, you know, just missing easy baskets and then kind of got back to, hey, well, He, he if, stepped up late, though. If, he if, I, some... if I can't make it, I'm going to at least guard. And, yeah. and, you know, he blocks shots. He creates, he creates turnovers for our team. Um, and then – you know, just going down the line, I can go. Braden Johnson's going to be another kid that just kind of comes in and, and needs to be that defensive, that defensive guy that just just locks anybody down. And he believes that he's the best defender in the state, which is, you know, part of the part of of, of the problem sometimes for other teams. It's like, hey, if this guy thinks this, he's going to be really good. Um, and then I can go down the list. I mean, Caleb Nibblink, I thought kind of gave us a spark. Uh, late in the game to kind of get us back in and take the lead over. He's just one of those kids that always mixes it up. He's a he, he's a country boy and he loves to get dirty down there. He doesn't matter if it's bigs or it's the, if the guards. He's going to get on the floor. He's going to take care of business when it comes to it. Um, and then you've got Dason Cook. Just we've got to get him to just continue to use his length and be aggressive. Justice Sutton. And then I'm really um, really high on our freshman uh, DJ Howell, which is he's he's just continues to get better so um those are guys that are gonna stuff our stats connor as well Con- Con- yeah. Connor Dow, yeah. i can't even believe i forgot <laughs> him i mean he just he's a sniper and he yeah. can shoot it from anywhere i think he's one of the best shooters in the state and um you know he got going early and then kind of got in foul trouble and then hit a couple late just to kind of 
kind of give us some breathing room. So uh, remind me, did he miss all of last last season, no, no, or did he? He, he kind of missed the playoffs, which just we the playoffs. Really okay. Him, you know, against guys that were playing zone against us, to have another guy with Tyler and George last year uh, that can actually make some shots. But he's a kid that's got the greenest light that I've probably ever given anybody. I mean, sometimes I tell him you're too close, and he might be three feet behind the line. Hey, that's too close. He can really shoot it and, and just continues to get better and starting to play with a lot of confidence. So, um, And one of the things, like Coach Dunn said, is I think we were at 9 or 10, too. So that's, for me, that's nice to be able to play that many guys and kind of watch guys as they step up and, and, and produce. And, and, you know, different different guys and girls, they're going to are going to have different kind of nights. You know, sometimes it's not your night. Sometimes it is. And, and I think that as the, the season progresses, what's going to be exciting for me to, to see is the, the growth of roles and what role each kid plays and their embracing of that role. Um, Connor is an incredible shooter, made some big shots last night. I saw growth from game one to game two in Ethan. Uh, Ethan, I thought from game one to game two, it was awesome. It was just such a stark difference in yeah. play. and. Was so proud of him gotten some trouble early, and then to be able to go to a kid like Dason um, and not miss a beat and get that same length and that 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 unorthodox left hand, you know. So um, a lot of pieces to the puzzle. Um, it's 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 going to be exciting to see. Like I said, those kids find their role. Um, they're so excited for each other, and uh, when you could care less who gets the credit, and all you care about is that shiny thing up on the wall and where you end. Um, that's what you look for as a coach, man. It's just that unselfishness. It's the we before me, a big team. Um, and I think that we've got a group that uh, is well on their way to embracing that. Well, and real quick, and Ethan Ellison, I thought he was, you know, he kind of got us going early because he was rebounding, he was doing things, and then he had to go out of the game. And, and I can't even believe I missed him, but he's, he's one of those big pieces for us because he is a lefty. I think we have four left-handers on our team this year, which is just crazy. Um, that that we have that many, but he just he can be that energy that kind of takes that role of I'm going to go rebound every because everybody's going to try to block Anthony out and make sure that he doesn't get this and Ethan's going to get easy points and then I think our team is just built that we might have a different leading scorer every night. It doesn't really matter. The kids can care less as long as we get the W at the end of the day. And that's the thing. It's kind of you know asking a coach to talk about specific kids is so difficult because you know. Um, Aaron is not going to be Aaron without Wyatt in practice, right? You know, and and without Barker leaning on Ellison and and leaning on Dason, you know, they're not going to be who they are. Right. And so it's a program thing. It's hard to start talking about these players, but you know, I know in critical situations of games in all sports, you think of players, not plays. And and so again, that's the development of an early season. It's seeing the guys that are going to show up under the big lights and compete and continue to stay level-headed and be great teammates and. Um, so it's been off to a good start. Really proud of, of both programs. Um, our kids are, are representing this community very, very well. And, um, and that's because of strong leadership. And these guys have assembled staffs um, who reflect their values, coaches who reflect their values that love our kids. And, um, you know, as a dad of three, that's kind of the lens that we should all look through is, is who do we want our kids to be impacted by. And we've got a group of guys and girls on staff that – that are pouring into these people, these young people. All right. I got a couple rapid fire, fun, quick, get to know you questions. Then we'll get you guys out of here. We'll see if Dunn has any final thoughts as well, but we'll just go, I'll, I'll say the question and, and give me your answer and, and we'll move on. 
All right. Favorite current TV show you are watching, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, whatever, and favorite TV show of all time, Coach Walls, go. Uh, FBI and, ooh, probably Fresh Prince. Good ones. <laughs> this is Yellowstone and Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very popular show right now. Uh, Bo, back to you. Favorite sports team? Uh, and don't say Atlanta Braves. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which sport. Just whatever. Kansas Jayhawks. If you got to, if you got to pick one, the Jayhawks. Oklahoma State Cowboys. There you go. Sorry yes. about your defensive coordinator leaving. I know. <laughs> that was a tough loss. <laughs> tough one. Uh, let's see. Back to you, Coach Wallace. Best vacation you've ever been on? Bahamas. Bahamas. Same. Yeah. Uh, you got one band, group, or artist. They're coming into Tulsa this weekend for a concert, and you've got free VIP tickets. Who's it going to be? It can be a current artist or an all-time artist that may be even dead or, or not performing anymore. Michael Jackson. Steve Miller Band. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question real quick. A hobby or something about you that, that people wouldn't necessarily associate your, you with that, that, that you should tell us? <laughs> Didn't phrase that one very I'm well. I'm a movie guy. I love to go to movies. I'm kind of afraid to tell you this. <laughs> I like to do crosswords. Nice. Uh, that's my thing. It's my stress relief. Don, any final questions or thoughts from you before we move on? I just learned who my head basketball coaches are. I mean, I'm the son <laughs> of Steve Miller, man, and crosswords. Uh, no, I w- uh, it's funny, you know, because all those answers, I could probably guess 90% of them. You got Mr. KU over here. So well, that's it. Appreciate you guys coming on and letting Tiger fans get to know uh, who, who our head coaches are. And, um, and I'll just finish with uh, – you know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come watch these guys and girls lay it on the line for Broken Arrow. Uh, they're representing this community in such a fantastic way. It's an exciting brand of basketball. And we want to make Tiger Fieldhouse a, um, a nightmare to play in. So come out and watch these kids. They deserve your support. And this podcast, when it comes out, will actually be a couple days before the game on the 17th, which will be our first home game with both teams in action that will be on AeroVision as well. So if you can't make it, watch it on AeroVision. And, guys, we appreciate you coming on. And like I said, follow them on social media and keep up with these great coaches and great teams. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We will be back soon. Be sure and subscribe to the AirVision Podcast Network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back with more episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll see you next time.